Hi, I'm Rick Anthony, and welcome to the Someone You Should Know podcast, the podcast that focuses on musicians, authors, and interesting people. We like to say we're making a difference one artist at a time. So sit back, have a cold one, and get ready to meet someone you should know. I truly like it when I get a chance to catch up with old friends. Case in point, this guy was part of a band that I interviewed back in 2000. It's 23 years later, and we've got a lot of catching up to do. Will you please welcome an ex- excellent drummer from the St. Louis area, my dear friend Kevin Simon. Kevin, good to catch up with you, buddy. How you doing, man? Good morning, Rick. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, man. It's a beautiful day here. Glad to have you on the show, catching up after 23 years. It's kind of funny how Kevin reached out to me, too. I had mentioned on Facebook that drummer Kenny Soul was going to be on episode 67 of the podcast, and you're you're good friends with uh, with uh, Kenny, aren't you? Yeah, I'm friends with Kenny. I met Kenny in, in North Carolina when I was playing in North Carolina. I lived there and worked and played there for years. And Kenny, actually, you know, I've known Kenny since I was a kid, rock star man. He was in Nantucket. So when I got to meet him, you know, and a chance to study with Kenny, just for a short period, I'd say about maybe a, maybe a eight months or so, he was busy, and we, we you know, we, we chopped it up. And uh, he really brought me up to another level. He, he's an excellent drummer. Kenny, Kenny Soul was unbelievable. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, it, it was so cool that I, I mentioned that I, I was telling Kenny, I said, you know, it's strange because Kevin knows Evan Bodley, he knows you. It's like uh, all the musicians are like six degrees of separation of Kenny Soul. <laughs> Makes me wonder how many how many uh, musicians are, are six degrees off of, uh, of Kevin Simon. That's <laughs> Now, Kevin, let, let's uh, share your origins of your interest in drumming. How old were you when you actually fell in love with the drums and uh, your influences at the time? When I really started really getting interested in the drums, because I, I actually watched Ringo for the first time um, on the Ed Sullivan show with my, my older brother, Art, who really started playing before I did. He was playing then, and he influenced me a whole lot because I would watch him, my brother, Art. And Ringo, of course, is one of my first interests in drums. Uh, drumming just he was the man um of course we had don brewer and john bonham and and uh some of the greats but those were my early interests right there brewer bonham kenny soul yep you know brewer from grand uh, funk of course john bonham from led zeppelin kenny soul from nantucket yeah that's awesome that's right i and i understand that your mom and dad were both singers and uh you began playing in a high school band was it drums in high school or was it something else it was a snare drum and bass drum. Oh, awesome. Very good. So you've always been a drummer then, huh? Absolutely. Did, yeah, you, have, always, did you have your mom's yeah. pot, pots and pans out there uh, banging on those with the uh, spatulas? I got yelled at many times. <laughs> they bought me a snare drum for my you know, first time of, at school when I was a young kid, and I broke it the first day, so they, they decided they better not get me a plastic one again. <laughs> Very good. As we continue to go through your backstory, uh, the origins of your very first uh, original band. That band was Ambush, a very successful band here in St. Louis. That's right. We were on two, two radio stations' uh, albums that they put out for local bands, a KC Seeds album and a KWK Moonshine album. We had All My all my Life on KC Seeds, and The Way I Feel, I believe it was, on the Moonshine album. And we were young, and, and uh, my first original band, John Smith, you know, Wayne Givens, Randy Labrat, Dave Boham, and we we really uh, hit the local scene hard. Used to do shows with Mama's Pride, open up for them a lot, and um, got a lot of airplay for young kids, man. We were enjoying it. We had a great time. That was Ambush back in the days. Awesome. Yes, sir. Very good. 
In the late 90s, I became deeply entrenched in the St. Louis music scene in a great band that you were involved with as a drummer. The band was called Poppies 3. Can you tell us about Poppies 3? You already mentioned Randy Labrat from Ambush. Uh, tell us about yeah, Randy, Poppies 3. So I've known him for so long. Um, and, and Randy, when I got back to St. Louis from North Carolina, they were waiting for me to come back. Of course, the first song we did was called Wait. And it was about waiting for me to get my butt back here to St. Louis so we could play some music. <laughs> Randy's a heck of a writer, you know, a heck of a musician. So we were able to form a band called Poppy Three, Craig Gardner, Randy LeBrot, and myself. Craig, Craig's an old friend, been my friend for years again, played in local bands, played in separate local bands, very successful bands, Legacy and, and Ambush at the time. So we played a little bit of cover tunes and started doing originals. And Randy was writing some good stuff. And we really got some notoriety from some of them songs. And basically, um, we did pretty well, man. And that's how we met you, of course. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, another wonderful person that we met in our life. And, you know, hard to forget. I got pictures of us back in the days. I got one of you, I think, kissing my head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Me me and my late wife were kissing your head, I believe. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you had such a laugh on her face. I got to send you this picture. It's great. Awesome. We'll have but, to, uh, I'll probably have to include that in the show notes or something like that. Uh, we're going to feature a song from uh, 2000. This was from their release called Pop This, a song that actually features, you're actually on lead vocals, and you wrote this song. Is that correct? Holding on to you. I, I, I wrote this song, and I came to Randy. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I wrote these lyrics, and I really like this song. What do you think? Can you throw some guitar on this? And Randy's like, of course I can. So there, there it went, and he uh, threw some chords together. We wrapped it up, and uh, played, Craig played a little harmonica on it and sang, and we just had a great time with it. It's, Sort of Beatlish, a little influenced by, of, of course. <laughs> okay, very good. Let's back up. 23 years for this one from Pop This, the Poppies 3, and holding on to you on the Someone You Should Know podcast. <laughs> Spend my whole life 
Back it up 23 years for that one. Holding on to you featuring today's podcast guest, Kevin Simon. Before we continue, I thank you so much for tuning in to the Someone You Should Know podcast. I want to remind you that we're on the web, someoneyoushouldknowpodcast.com. There you'll find recent news, our archive of past episodes, and a whole lot more. Plus, if you're there, I invite you to go ahead and leave a comment or review. That always helps us out big time. And we're so blessed to have so many cities around the world listening to the podcast. I want to salute Campo Largo, Brazil, also went in Salem, North Carolina, and St. Louis, Missouri. Thanks so much for listening in. Now back to our interview with Kevin Simon, who is from St. Louis, Missouri area. You're actually down in Cape Girardeau today when we're talking, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I got to get a listener down in Cape Girardeau now. <laughs> Maybe it's you. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Kevin, after Poppy's Three, what was your where, where'd your music uh, journey go? Actually, after Poppy's Three, I um played with a lot of local musicians and a lot of local bands. I pretty much got a lot of calls. So I didn't have to look for for, for, for bands. Actually, I had to turn more down and look because there was just so much going on. And I happened to you know, be able to play with some of the best musicians around St. Louis at that time in different bands. And it, it, was, a, it was a really good time of, of playing out again and enjoying different bands and different people, different musicians I never played with. So we, we had, I had a good time then and then after around 2011, Randy and Craig and I got back together again, and we farmed after Alberta. And now, now you are part of a Beatles tribute band in the St. Louis area called Ticket to the Beatles. As you can imagine, being the drummer, you have to emulate the very talented Ringo Starr. Is there a specific technique that you had to learn to play the Ringo style? Um, some some things I, I, I started left-handed instead of right-handed. Uh-huh. Like some fiddles. Uh-huh. Certain fills just don't sound right, like... Like, for instance, the beginning of something, mm-hmm. you know how simple that is. Yeah, It's simple, but it's Ringo. What you don't know is how he gets that feel around that drum kit, around them toms. So you got to figure it out that Ringo was actually was a left-handed drummer. Yeah, that I didn't know. That I didn't know. Yes. Ringo Starr was a left-handed drummer, and he's he was trained to play right-handed. So basically, his fills sometimes lead with the left hand. And in order to get that, that right Tom sound to me, I did it right-handed and left-handed both. I just stayed with the left-handed feel because, you know, certain things just sound... Ringo is not an easy drummer. People think, Ringo Starr, oh, he's easy, oh, my... He, he, he may sound easy, but try to get his feel. <laughs> That's just it. You just have to have that kind of vibe. Here's the other thing regarding... If you'll remember the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show, he did not have a massive kit. He just had just a, a couple of basic things, and that's that was his whole style. I mean, he's not like Neil Peart, who has 650 different things around him in a circle. No. You know? No. Absolutely. No, he's not. And, and he's not, not like, he's, Ringo will do one time hit, where Neil will do 20. Yeah. And, and it's just that one single time hit in that one single place. That makes the song. Absolutely. Let's uh, give some credit to the members of Ticket to the Beatles. Who are your other members of the of the band? Well, you know, we have Wayne Givens. Wayne I've played with since Ambush. Him and I played in many local bands together with Jerry Hamm and different artists, you know, around St. Louis and really good people. We we kept friends. So when when I got back to St. Louis, they had another drummer and he wasn't working out so well. So around twenty eleven they started letting me fill in. Uh, because he was the other drummer was do busy doing things, and he wanted uh, you know he he opened the door and let me in. That was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> a 
There you go. So anyway, that's the Wayne Givens. George Smith, who is like the best George I've ever seen. He looks like George. He plays like George. His name is George. And that guy is amazing. He does a George, of course. Uh, Wayne Givens is Paul. Then we have Baker Sims, who is an excellent musician. Plays keyboards, guitar, you name it. That boy's something else. Great John Lennon. Everybody sings their own parts. Everybody does their own parts. And together we form Ticket to the Beatles. And when did you guys form? They were, they've been together, oh my gosh, I, I want to say they've been together for about 26 years. Oh, wow. Um, I've been with them for about 13 years. Oh, man, I'm, when, they, when they first formed, I believe I just came back to sing. I think they formed around 98, because I was playing in a, with Poppy's Three, and I didn't have time to be their, their Ringo at the time, so they got this other guy, and, and he just, just didn't work out after a while. Mm-hmm. So he was the weak part of the band, uh, and... He was the, he I, was the Pete best. <laughs> yes, he was, and that's it actually happened when I joined the band. People cried. <laughs> they cried. I don't know why. <laughs> now, in a couple of minutes, we're going to feature a montage of Beatles tunes done by Ticket to the Beatles. But before we go any further, I want to find out exactly what's a good way for people to find out where Ticket to the Beatles is performing in the local St. Louis area. Can you give us kind of a, a synopsis of where people should go? Facebook, uh, you have a website. What's where, What's the best way? Yeah, uh, The best way to go is Facebook, Ticket to the Beatles. And uh, you'll find everything there, events and such. You know, um, again, we are not a dress-up Beatle band. Mm-hmm. Uh, George is George. He looks like George, sounds like George, plays like George. He has no choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's here's one thing about about Kevin, folks. Now, Kevin, uh, he is the clear mop top on the drums. He. <laughs> <laughs> As we mentioned before, the bald head, yeah, uh, he is the bald Ringo. He is the clear mop top, so uh, look for that when you happen to check him out, okay? Oh, my god! Well, goodness. you know, Rick, um, the name is Kringo. Kringo. <laughs> I like it. I like that. That's what they call me in the band, Kringo. Kringo. So, I take it. Awesome. I love it. Awesome. Very good. Now, Kevin. St. Louis Ringo. St. Louis. But, yeah. St. Louis Ringo. Now, you've been <laughs> touring for many, many years, playing out lots of load ins, load outs. Uh, this next feature is called Tales from the Road. These are those infamous road stories where things didn't go quite as planned. So, Kevin Simon, yeah. what would you say your Tales from the Road might be? You know, I've been thinking about these, and I could give you all kinds of different tales. Some of them you don't want to hear. But this one here, to me, is is a good one because it was the scariest one. Oh, really? We we were driving back. You know, we were we were on we were touring, and we were in we were pulling all the equipment in my town and country van. Okay, mm-hmm. so we played in New York. We did a thing with Pat Denizio, actually. Oh, really? I know um, Pat. Yeah. Ring. Yeah. He, uh, we met him at the Rib Fest. When we played, we opened up for them. He really liked us. He, he invited us to come out to XM Satellite Radio Live. In fact, we, I have a whole CD of that. I'll have to send that to you one day. But, um, and we played. He, he set us up at a couple of pl- clubs, and we played a couple of clubs that they played when they started. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, we did a, a, a live interview on XM Satellite Radio with Pat Ninjo from the Smithereens. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was awesome. But the tale I want to talk about is uh, coming home from that show. We actually hit the worst snowstorm we've ever had, I've ever been through, and that they'd had in in that area for a long time, wouldn't you know it? Mm-hmm. 
Where was this? So, where was this at? It was on Pennsylvania Turnpike. <laughs> okay. So basically, it was a whiteout, and all these tractor trailer trucks are off the side of the road on their sides, and we're driving through this, plowing through this. My driver Art White, who was another musician friend of mine, I've known for years. I look at his knuckles, and they were they were white. Oh my! And and he was his face was white, and it, 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 we finally got through that and was able to pull off to a hotel. And right after we did, they closed the turnpike. Wow! But that was the scariest moment <laughs> that I think I've ever had uh, uh, on a trip. And I had to say that one because it scared me more than any other trip. Most yeah. of them were just you know weird things that may have happened, but this thing. Almost took us. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding. They didn't get a chance to face it. It was what they refer to as a butt pucker drive. <laughs> That's right. Art said, "I'm never driving again for you guys." We wouldn't touch the steering wheel, you know. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Where, where's the most unusual venue you've played? As far as I mean, you, you've you've played at the zoo. Uh, what about uh, unusual places that you've played in your musical career? Anything uh, stand out? I have played some weird. I, I want to say that that we played at Camp Lejeune. Oh, that's that's wonderful, and and it was with Poppy's three. It was oh dear God, and, that's cool. And it was about a hundred feet or so off the ocean. Oh, nice! But you couldn't hear us. The <laughs> water was loud. <laughs> we couldn't hear our monitors. It was it was a it was a disaster. Oh my! But it sounded good because we had lines of people wanting autographs and and CDs. So uh, you know it, it was okay, but. That was a bad one, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they can't all be wonderful ones. Anything we might have forgotten along the way, Kevin? Anything you'd else like to mention? I'd like to give my new band a plug, actually. With the ticket, I'm playing a, doing a project with Craig Gardner, John Marshall, uh, Tim Dunn, and Vernon Smith. And uh, Scott, uh, um, his last name, they call him Moose. It's a new project. But John Marshall is a, is a drummer. We're doing a two-drummer thing here. And... Uh, it's a, it's a pretty cool thing, man. We're, we're really working out. The band's called FSS. We'll be out pretty soon, I suppose. And um, it's just an exciting thing. Um, also, I want to give a, a plug to, to Fahrenheit Studios in St. Louis. It's it's a, a wonderful studio. If anybody ever visits or wants to record in St. Louis, I would suggest they get a hold of Fahrenheit Studio. Bob Hardy is uh, the person that owns it and... Uh, he's he's done a lot for people in the local scene and 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 musicians. So I would uh, I would give him a little plug. But that's that's well, I got to say there, buddy. All right, tell you what, what we'll do is we'll include all that in the show notes. We'll include uh, you know how to contact you and FSS when they wind up hitting big. Why not come back on the podcast for an update? And let us know how the band's doing. All right, that would be great. I definitely would. And and um, we're having a good time doing it. And. Now, as we wrap up the show, we're going to feature a medley of Beatles tunes performed by Ticket to the Beatles. Now, I want to give kudos to a radio brother of mine, my bro- my brother Smash, who's in St. Louis. Uh, thanks so much for recording these guys and, and kind of saving this little acoustic medley for posterity's sake. Kevin, it's been a real oh. treat to have you on the show, and uh, and you're the latest member of our growing family on the Someone You Should Know podcast. I appreciate it, brother. I want to thank you very much, man, for, for reaching out to me and, and telling me about Kenny and we're connecting with you and I'd really like to see you again sometime so maybe we can look up <laughs> well, we'll have to do that I get down to St. Louis from time to time
stop and think about them In my life, I love you more Now, if you break my heart, I'll go But I'll be back again Hi, this is Rick Anthony thanking you again for listening to this episode of Someone You Should Know. Now, if you're an aspiring musician or an established musician that's looking for a little exposure, I invite you to drop us a line at someone you should know podcast at gmail.com. That's someone you should know podcast at gmail.com. Also, I invite you to tell a friend about the Someone You Should Know podcast. I thank you for tuning in this time and I invite you to check us out next time on the Someone You Should Know podcast, because you never know who's going to show up. Until next time, remember, God loves you, and so do I.